Yay. Hi. It worked. Hi. <laughs> Yay. Wait, are we recording right now? We are. Oh my goodness. Hello. Hi. I know I'm a weirdo. I don't really edit anything yet. I probably should, but you know, I think it's more fun this way. I like it. And I if you ever need help like editing, I can always kind of show you like my my tricks are like kind of like makeshift editing. It's not like official, but I feel like I could help. Oh wait, my this. screen just shut off. Oh, Did but it? you're still there. Yeah, wait, I have to make sure I turn off. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're fine. I forgot that we're recording right now. <laughs> it's it's like the, the, the glamour. I want to make sure that my screen, when it comes off, like it doesn't shut off our recording, right? Like It's not, it's still recording and there's not a delay. So I don't know. I guess maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know the rhyme or reason. Okay. It's still going. Cool. So we're. Okay, good. So, so hi. Hi. Yeah, I uh, I got a beer and I had to pour it out because it was gross. So we're on to another beer. I bought a hard seltzer that is not like my like usual white claw. It's like a little sweeter than normal. And uh, so I'm just kind of like getting through this pack slowly, you know, like it's Yeah. Like this, this second one isn't bad. It's sweet water hazy uh IPA nice the first one was called hoppy christmas and that was like leftover from (laughs) the season and it tasted like ass and not good ass oh no Uh, yeah Yeah. so So, like let's just switch i don't know because i have so in our garage we we have a lot of parties at the house it's very much an entertaining house and we have in the garage what we call the shame fridge which that's basically all the beer and whatnot that people leave after parties. That's excellent. I love that because then you always have like a variety. Yeah, but the the problem is is everybody comes to our parties, they bring the shitty beer and they drink the good shit. Oh, no. No, there should be like a rule on the thing, like never bring shitty beer. I think we've we've started that, and the next party, uh, I think my roommate addressed that. Uh, I think on the 19th, we're having a uh, pirate party. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, so all I need is a shirt because I have everything else. Yeah, I figured. I was going to ask. And you have your nails, nails good for it? my nails are terrible especially since you know at work we've been building the store so like they're just they're awful they're shameful bad bad nails and they're super short i just keep telling everybody they're lesbian nails no offense (laughs) to lesbians but you know what i mean i do (laughs) the ones that don't hurt (laughs) yeah 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 Because there have been moments, I mean, I was, <laughs> I was about to hold back and be like, yeah, but I'm like, there have been moments where guys have asked me to put fingers oh. in places and uh, I show them my nails. So they're like, never mind. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then about. you get the wild ones that are like, do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh God, you know, I'm not going to Freddy Krueger your ass. That would be terrible. <laughs> I love um, how this podcast is starting. I know. Well, this is, yeah, this is pretty much, <laughs> this is the fun. See, that's why I'm just like, I don't want to plan any of it. I don't want to like, oh, yeah. spontaneity is just, it's more organic. It's fun that way. And it's it. funny. And you're the first person that I've actually talked to that um, 
you've listened to the podcast before I've talked to you, which is kind of fun. Yeah, I well, I got a little taste. I've listened to the first episode. I have to catch up because oh my god, things have, been a, things have been like wild here. But like I'm, oh, I'm sure. I plan to, I plan to. But I'm so impressed with how many you have up so far. It's like I know you're number you really four. Yeah, you took the ball and ran, and I love it. Well, I'm trying to do uh, one a week, and I know that may be too much, but I'm like, yeah, I can do it. I think it's goals, you know? And then whenever it feels like too much, you can know. It's always, you're the boss, applesauce, you know? Yeah, I know. I can always take a break. But yeah, um, the one with Bridget was fun, because Bridget, I've known, oh, God, since, shit, grade school? Yeah, she seemed cool as hell. Yeah, no, she's great. She's also an Aquarius, which is, you know, why we're both like, you know, dynamic duo. Love that. Yeah. I love my Aquarian folks. What sign are you again? I'm I'm a Capricorn sun, but I have an Aquarius Venus. That's right. And so do I. Yay. Yeah. So I feel like that probably was why we instantly bonded. Yeah, my Aquarius, my my son, my bleh, my son is Aquarius. My moon is Aries, and my rising is Virgo. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I have um Capricorn Sun, Leo Moon, and Pisces rising. Nice. Which I've only ever learned this stuff as of like two years ago, but as soon as I did, I was hooked because I was like, oh my gosh, I never identified with being a Capricorn that much because i was always i think a little more chaotic than the average capricorn you know but the other placements totally made sense to me so i was like oh okay now i get it you know capricorn capricorn's interesting to me because it's like it's so close to aquarius that it just almost feels like an aquarius but it's not not the same obviously i feel like capricorns get like a rap for being like always like business oriented and super organized people and i feel like you don't strike me as that i mean that's what i know you (laughs) exactly like i never really identified with all of that but i do have my own ways of organization i guess and like i am organized in my creative process so i mean it does play out in some ways but i'm just like so happy to have found out i was a pisces rising because that just made way more sense to me yeah just in general and like and when i learned all the rest like i was just so delighted to be an aquarius anything because i've always been jealous of the aquarians like it's funny because magical you strike me as an aquarius anyway but maybe it's because you're venus your heart's an aquarius yeah so and then i'm double that's good well i'm happy to know that like anytime i my sparkles come out i feel like that's must be the aquarius venus yes yes i i always felt that was a good sign i don't know but it's always different i mean do you notice that like capricorns are different from month to month i've heard that yeah because I, i mean i have heard that i feel like isn't that probably true for all the signs though that yeah, like, yeah, I mean, just Capricorns, but I noticed, like, I like uh, February Aquarians a lot better than January, and it's not because I'm a February Aquarius, but it's just, there's a different vibe. I feel like January Aquarians are a little, maybe more uptight, you know, they're just, they're you weak. You know, I have to say, like, with my birthday being right after the holiday, which is, like, my, my birthday's, like, a few weeks after the holidays, it 
kind of sucked growing up because everybody's like and their holiday hangover nobody really wants to rally out like to go in the winter to party you know so i feel like maybe like january birthdays in general are just probably like people coming off holiday hangovers and like are just bummed out by the weather and, like, oh yeah you know, that's how i feel oh I don't no know. I no just... totally like i mean it sucks being uh, having your birthday at in the like coldest month of the year but and especially February, since I moved here. Yeah. Like February is the guys, shortest. But you guys get like Valentine's Day, which I know has a uh, bad rap, but it's one of my favorite holidays because I like anything kitschy, you know? So like. So, so it's funny because my birthday is the 10th of February and then we have Valentine's Day four days after. Yeah. So I feel like that week is basically like, hey, you're older. Four days oh, later, no. and you're single. Here's a razor blade. No, oh, no. <laughs> it's just a no. reminder. It's like you're old and single. Have a good week. Oh no, we have to change I, that I, outlook. I, yeah. No, I mean I, 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 I'm cynical, but what is what my best friend says that I'm like a, a pessimistic optimist, which is true. Which I understand. I I know that vibe. And I was going to say, you're definitely not old. You do not strike me as old. So, like, I'm going to come in and disagree with that sentiment. I know. But... I did, well, older. Okay, and, older. And Valentine's Day is designed to make people feel bad about being single, too, in a way yeah. which sucks. Like, yeah. and I hate it. But I do like to decorate for it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I do, I do love decorations for any holidays. Really, well, maybe, maybe not Fourth of July. Yeah, no, that's the only one I don't do anything really for at all. Like, yeah, I'm not too wild about America most days, and that's probably, you know, I'm a heretic, oh so what, whatever. And I'm about to say something that's like really probably I shouldn't say on a podcast, but like I think that right. after. The after craze of 9-11 when everything became patriotic. Do you remember that? Yes, like, yes, if I, I remember do. It, I remember it so well, and I think it just killed the whole thing for me. Like, I oh, just yeah. remember, like, like everything got freaking Americanized, like, right down to, like, bags of potato chips. And, yeah. I was like, and I just couldn't even believe it. Like, after that, like, amazing, crazy, horrible tragedy, like, people... Yeah found a way to exploit our flag anyway yeah. that's a little tangent but like, no, no, no. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna pick up that torch we're gonna play some relay <laughs> uh, so I, I was at a bar one night and there was this guy i was talking to he's just like standing at the bar and so i was making the small talk and he proceeds to tell me that he was like a i think he was a fireman or, or a cop or something during 9-11 in new york mm -hmm. but then he like he said something about um how you know oh it brought us together and a sense of pride in our country and blah 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 and he referred to like one of the like gas station or one of the you know whatever um convenience store people like i swear to god he said towel head and i was like whoa and then he just went like very racist on it and then yeah. i i I offended him and he actually laughed because yeah. I said something we're talking about patriotism. And I said, yeah, it's real interesting that all these American flags that you're buying at these convenience stores and everything, they all probably say made in China, don't they? No, for real. <laughs> and I said, you know, anything for a buck is the American dream, right? 
And I just kind of went off on him. And I think they eventually just either they got so offended or asked him to leave. But I was like, I was like, fuck your, your racist. You know, it's like the people who actually love their country. And I feel like the immigrants especially are a lot more patriotic than the, the asshole straight white men. No, for real. I it's, so now I'm going to go into a little personal backstory because I'm half Iranian and I'll never forget like when I found out about 9-11 mm-hmm. it was when my brother's friend called the house and he didn't even say hello he said your people are at it again and I oh didn't even God. know what the fuck he was talking about I was like what are you talking about because I hadn't seen anything on the TVs or anything yet right. and he's like turn on the TV and that's literally how I found out about 9-11 and then Jesus. like from from there moving forward, like my dad came here in the late seventies, right before the revolution happened in Iran. Mm-hmm. And he came here to study, but like, he, like, I remember those days very like vividly because it was more like, don't tell people you're Iranian. Like it right. was more like, right. don't, cause you can get away with it. Like, well, and American. it's sad because like, you're, you're, you're passable, you know, is what they would I say. Do. And that's, yeah. that's bullshit. Exactly. That's, that's and like, so fucked up. I grew up here. And so like, I don't have an accent and I barely grew up speaking Farsi. So like I, I passed as American, but like, that's remember, I remember like that time period, I re- my dad was just like, you don't have to tell people. Like, and I yeah. remember like kind of feeling like gross about it, like and pissed. Like, no, I'm it gonna fucking gross. tell people. Because I was like kind of a little rebellious back then too. And I was like going to like all the anti-war protests and shit like that. Yeah. And I just yeah. remember like I just remember those times being like oh, like a little bit more feral than they are now in terms of like how free people were with how they spoke and like right. Right. just it is i don't know just stuff to reminisce about but like it, it really kind of shaped like me in my own way my own culture way with trying to figure out like how to be american and also like identify with this culture that i don't really like um know totally like right. i didn't grow up in iran i didn't like experience what iranians did over there you know yeah. so like i I've, I don't know. It's just, it was a wild time back in those days, like the early 2000s. Sorry, we got on this heavy topic right away. No, it's, it's good. (laughs) I I love this shit. No. And and then there's me who feels like my culture is quite boring. Um, The only Um, thing that I I feel like your, your, I feel like your culture has like, tons of not boringness to it there there are so many days and then so many people are probably going to be pissed off but i don't care because i think i've told everybody this anyway but there are days where i wish i did not i have a saying and it's usually every day but it's not always but sometimes i'm just like fucking white people Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it's like i'm not i'm not necessarily ashamed to be white but i'm not not ashamed um there's, i don't there's know just a lot the, in general right now to be ashamed of that it's yeah. like hard to identify with a lot yeah. that's going on right now like personally well like when um when the black lives matters when the riots were happening and when they had um the curfews i remember i was leaving my friend's house and it was like two in the morning and it was way past curfew and i was driving home and there were like cops everywhere 
and they didn't stop yeah. me. And I know they fucking didn't stop yeah. me because I, I was white. But mm-hmm. then it's like, if they would have, and then they found it, I was gay, then that would have been another, you know, so it's like, yeah. I don't know. Right. But uh, it's, it's horrible. It's like, oh. So it's just, I felt so pissed that I'm like, they're not stopping me because of the color of my skin. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like disgusted. And I live in a very, very heavily African-American populated area in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And so it just, I don't know. Yeah. And that whole thing. And I just, I feel like because I talk about them a lot. Because people are like, oh, you shouldn't talk about politics. I'm like, I will. Oh, I will. <laughs> Especially after Trump got in office. I'm like, I'm not going to stop. Oh no, because that, that asshole made everybody else feel like they could say whatever the fuck they want. So why not? Why not the other side do it, too? And he set us back so far with like, yeah. he, yeah. So I agree. Good, good for yeah. you. I'm. I'm the kind of person that I, I'm a little, I have a lot of opinions and very strong opinions. I'm Same. just afraid to, I'm afraid to share them on social media. That's like my one thing because social media has ways of interpreting things oh, yeah. and twisting and turning yeah. and making yeah. things what they aren't. That mm-hmm. like, And it's impossible to have a discussion because yeah. people are already on the attack. And so mm-hmm. sometimes like with social media, like I, I have to take a step back from that, but I learn a lot from other people's posts on socials. Like I, yeah. I do get a lot of good information and like things and things that like I genuinely are learning, like other perspectives on different topics and it's good to have it. But just personally speaking, like I get so scared and anxious to even say how I feel because there's somebody out there that's like, gonna i i think i have very radical thinking too sometimes like radical on the right side of things like i'm like like, we need to stop working we need to you know like there's like yeah those countries um, where they only work like was i don't know however many days and they like take naps and they have like so many weeks off i'm like why don't we do that like why do we have a mental health problem? Oh, because I firmly believe because of work. Like because Yeah. Work. Well, that's part of it. And then part of it too is um and I'm probably misquoting or not quoting, but I'm like my my history is wrong, but I know I think during Reagan's presidency they shut down a lot of mental health facilities. Mhm. Um, no, I remember then- that. I do remember that. Yeah, because there and there's tons of like abandoned ones all over the country still. Yeah, they're, like fucking yeah. creepy as hell. I know. I went to a, I went to one one time. It was oh god, maybe not twenty years ago, but maybe like fifteen or so. Mm-hmm. Um, with some friends, and it was like, uh, it was one of those weird like I, I swear to God, it was full moon and Friday the thirteenth, but it's possibly <laughs> I could be wrong. But we went, we went after we hung out, had drinks and it was, it's now a skate park apparently, but, um, we like toured the place and there were all these like, you know, the two way mirrors and there was the, the rooms, the padded cells and the morgue. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. That's right up my alley. There's one like that in Buffalo too, that like, I've never personally went in, but like rumors were that like people would take strings 
because they'd be worried about like getting lost or something oh yeah so, like, we probably should have done that <laughs> but like i guess there was like too many strings and that like aided to the creepiness because like you're like walking in and like just, i don't know that was like a yeah. weird detail that i remembered i personally <laughs> would like lose my mind if i was in a place like that i would like yeah it was wild because i i don't remember i don't i can't remember if we had the flashlight or not because we all split up which is the worst thing to do like especially in a horror movie <laughs> that's awesome though but there was like, this guy <laughs> and like I'll, I'll never forget i think his name was mo and like i just thought it was funny because his name was mo but like i don't know if he was straight or gay or what or just whatever but like we were just like walking around together and at one point we both got scared we wound up like holding hands and i was like Ooh. like damn how you doing like yeah, um, yeah so it was fun but it was creepy yeah but that's also like a fun place to like like it reminds me of like that my so-called life episode when they were all like oh my god like when the he Halloween wanted to episode? take Angela's, when he wanted to take her virginity in a fucking warehouse or like, oh my God. like on a mattress on the floor. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I thought that was a Halloween man. episode, but that was a different one. But yeah, wait, oh my God. Wait, I might be getting episodes. Oh no, I think it was like. No, you're not. I'm getting it wrong. Yeah, the Halloween one, that's the ghost one in the yeah. library, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, Nikki oh. Driscoll. Yes, I love that. Oh my. I sorry now we're back on this show because i have a lot to say about this show i have so much to say i signed a petition to get them to keep it back on and it never this is when the internet was like just happening let's start it again i i will spearhead whatever we need because i feel like we could even have something like uh like where they're older now and they like do like a back in the day like a wonder years type thing yeah just not have know. Jared Leto because he's turned out to be a creeper. And he was a creeper in his character too. So maybe he just like oh, died yeah. early or something. <laughs> no, yeah, like that fucking that, <laughs> that, that damn red song. Thinking about her was yeah. about his damn car. Do you know how many people Jordan Catalano like basically catfished in life? Like, yeah, there's. I feel like I can blame all my like issues with past relationships on just yeah. Jordan Catalano, <laughs> just uh, him, because but, we never but, had a resolution. We never had like the time Angela was like just completely done with everything after you know like we were getting there, but we never got it. So, yeah. but don't you love the way he leans? No, no. <laughs> I hate everything about yeah, him now, but back in the day, I, I would have done crazy things to him. <laughs> well, it's so funny because, like, the older I get, and this is with everything, though, like, I watch that and I'm like, I'm with the parents. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the little girl. What was Angela's sister? Oh, yeah. What was her little name? Oh, my, oh my God. Yeah. I can't remember. Um... Me neither, but she was cute. I uh, can't even remember the, the parents' names. It was, I know their last name was Chase. Uh, well, the father's name was Graham. I remember that. Graham and... Patty, um, Patty, Patty. Patty, and Patty Chase. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, and the Halloween oh, yeah. episode where they rented those costumes and then they ripped them because they were getting it on. <laughs> yes, that was excellent. That was excellent acting, too. He was the pirate, actually. You could, yeah. in your pirate party... Yeah, I know. Like, Graham, yeah, geez. I should. I should. 
Um, yeah, all I need to find, I, th- I mean, I probably have a peasant shirt somewhere, but like I have all the rest of the stuff. I need to fix my eye patch because it's, it's not, I used my eye patch a lot during the Madame X period, you know, cause she had the mm-hmm. eye patch. So naturally I did. My whole life has just been me following the queen. We'll get back to her later. I, We're still on my side. I love her. I love your love for her. I love following your love for her. Like, now, anytime that there's an update about her, you're literally the first person I think oh. of. Like, I'm like, like, is it gonna, like, it was honestly when she just got sick. I was like, oh yeah. my God, this is like the worst thing that ever happened to Nick. I can't hear yeah. my My phone blew up and I just really tried not to think a lot about it because um, yeah. I'd go insane. Yeah. Um, but, but it's fun because I feel like, my love for Madonna and everybody that I've come up, well, maybe not everybody, but most people I've known, they associate her with me or yeah. vice versa. And so I feel like even the people that aren't in my life anymore and that may hate me or exes or whatever, I feel like I get to hunt them. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> they'll be in the grocery store and they'll be like, do, do, let me get some bread. And all of a sudden they'll hear like the strains of like, like a prayer or something. And they're like, oh. Like they'll I, think that they forgot that. about me. I get so like kind of salty at people's comparisons of Madonna to anybody because yeah. I, especially like Britney Spears, because when you think about the longevity of my, of Madonna's career and like how many hits and singles I remember growing up with, yeah, and, like it was literally like we're talking just in my own personal childhood, like uh, eighteen year span, right? Yeah. So like. Yeah. So Britney Spears, I love her, but like her career did not have that kind of longevity. And I just get really mad. I think Madonna's like more on a legendary spectrum than a lot of what she's compared to, you know? Yeah, I think my biggest comparison is uh, good old lady, blah, blah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, Um, there's been moments. Am I wrong in saying, here's a deep cut. Did Lady Gaga sample um, Express Yourself? Uh, she didn't honestly, sample it, but uh, the time signature and everything else, it's the same song. It is. And, like, I remember feeling that from the beginning. Like, this just sounds like Express yeah. Yourself. And, like, I I feel like she owes Madonna an apology. Like, well, <laughs> Then the thing is, everybody borrows from everybody, and it's not the first time. But I think the funny thing is, is just the way she reacted because yeah. when she was called out on it, she was like, oh, Whitney Houston inspired me to write that song. And I was like, okay. Because oh, it sounds was, like such you, a Whitney Houston song. You know that that was like said as a slap. Like yeah. Lady Gaga's smart enough to know. Like, Well, she, she even she even lied on like Leno or whatever it was because she said, oh, yeah, we talked to Madonna's people and they gave her their blessing and they love it. And that was not the case. Yeah. I mean, they didn't say they loved it or hated it, but it's like they never you know, they never said yes or no or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It is weird. I mean, I know that there, there wouldn't be a lot of the the pop girls if it weren't for her. But I also oh, know yeah. to give credit where credit is due, Madonna wouldn't be around if there weren't so many other influences. But I feel like she was a sponge for everything culturally. I, I can't think of anybody before her, though, that had her vibe like her vibe was really like she was picked up off the streets like was like spunky as hell like i i 
I don't know. I just think like her vibe was just always legendary and unique. Like she was very New York, and I think that uh, she was very like in the beginning. That was very like a small sect of people. I mean, because she was hanging out yeah. with Keith Haring and Bas- she was dating Basquiat and um, Andy Warhol and and that so whole cool. downtown New York club scene. Um, which oh my God. I don't take think... me there right now. Take me yes. there right now. Let's there are days address. when I wish I was born a little bit earlier, just a little there, bit. There are days that I just wish I could come up with a time machine because I would just be all over the map. I would be in the future and the past. Like, well, uh, Amy Poehler said, I think in her book, um, was it called? Yes, please. Yeah, this was called. Um, she said that time travel is real. And you can time travel through, through music. It's true. And that, that is, is 100% true. true. That is very, like, there's still songs to this day that where I could, like, smell a room mm-hmm. that I was yeah. in when I yeah. hear the song. Like, yeah. or or feel like an emotion I was feeling when I first heard it. Or mm-hmm. think about a random freaking memory, like, that it triggers about your childhood or something. You yeah. Know? It's wild how music does that. I, yeah. I wish music did that for everybody. I am always fascinated by people who don't love music because it's always just been like a natural thing in my life. Like I've always just loved music. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that at all. Like I don't know how you can't. Music is why I'm still alive. Same. Yeah. It's I, like a bold it's a bold statement, but it's like music got me through when there was nothing else. I agree. I agree. So I think about that a lot. Radiohead specifically. Uh-oh. For me, like Radiohead like was a saving. Like, cause yeah, because they have like I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna get too personal, but <laughs> I do agree. I do agree. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was talking with somebody, oh God. So I remember in high school, and this was I guess Pablo Honey came out in like ninety-three. So I remember going to a record store across from the high school and buying the CD. And then I bought like a, a Madonna erotica poster. And I just remember getting home and listening to Pablo Honey for the first time. And I was like, oh my God. And it's Pablo still like. Honey's a great record that gets completely not enough attention. Like, oh, yeah. It's a great record, like from start to finish. It's like, not my favorite of theirs, but it's still great. Wow. It's nostalgic and it was very like. Of a time and a moment. I mean, it does put, it is in my last place, like it is for everybody else. But yeah. I don't think it's as like, um, not as, because I don't think people value it as, as much as they do other albums, but I do. And yeah. I remember, um, so I got into Radiohead from that album too. And I had a B-side from there um, that had a song on it. It was actually the Creep single. And it mm-hmm. had um, this song called Faithless the Wonder Boy on it. And mm-hmm. the lyrics of that song were just so adorable that I was like, I'm going to love this band forever. And I literally <laughs> have. And like, if I would have known the journey they were about to take, like, yeah. and how fucking iconic they were about to become, and like, yeah. the different kinds of sounds they were about to make, I would have never guessed that. But like, I I remember just that moment being like, and then the Benz came out. Yeah. And oh, that was such a great album. 
then OK Computer turned my life upside down. I was in high school. You were about school. to say OK Cupid. <laughs> I did, which also turned my life upside down. So. Yeah, same. <laughs> For real. Yeah, OK Computer is definitely my favorite uh, of theirs. Of course, Kid A is amazing too. I haven't, I'm not familiar with in, in Rainbows. Like, I feel like the, their newer stuff I haven't really listened to as much. Yeah. Um, I, and that, that's I, my own fault. I, I do because of, like, my crazy obsession. But I, mm-hmm. I, it took me a while to get into Kid A after that OK Cube, uh, computer, like, explosion. <laughs> it was, like, it was really hard to, like, go from OK Computer to Kid A. Like, it was just yeah. so weird and so different. And I remember being, like, really into punk in that time period so like when i heard kid a i was like oh god i'm not ready for this but then yeah. like 2004 and five then i started getting back into it and i was like oh this is actually very genius and like yeah. super good i'm um, still amazed that i've never seen them live oh my gosh so can i tell you because on your podcast your first one you talked about the tibetan freedom concert uh-huh. can oh, i yeah, tell yeah. you my can I tell you my Tibetan Freedom Concert story? Because it it is Radiohead based, and it's so crazy. It's the craziest story ever. So, um, this was like 1998, I think. It was yeah. the DC, the DC Tibetan Freedom Concert, and mm-hmm. we had bought our tickets online for like the first time that you could possibly even do that. Really, like it was like we found tickets to this sold out event, and it seemed too good to be true, but we bought them anyway. And it turned out they were too good to be true because they were counterfeit. So, and we drove all the way from Buffalo to DC. So, and it's just to see Radiohead, all three of us that were together, like were obsessed with Radiohead. It was like during the height of okay computer and like, it was going to be an amazing show. And so we went down and we ended up buying scalp tickets after we found out they were fake. We had like ground floor tickets, but then we ended up in the nosebleeds. It started raining. The rain made everybody crazy. We jumped over onto the floor to finally get down to Radiohead. And as we did that, um, 11 people got struck by lightning. Oh my God. (laughs) And it's crazy when I think about it because at the time there was no internet, no like um, viral things. So for my whole life i thought one person got struck by lightning it took me to go back like just last year and research what happened it was actually 11 people and they had to shut down the festival and we didn't get to see radiohead like we were crying and like eating nachos in the rain like sad like our eyeliner running down our face then and we had to get back because we were sophomores like we had to go to finals like we couldn't go the next day when radiohead was gonna reschedule and play Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're just sad pandas, and we're driving back to Buffalo, and we hear on the radio that Radiohead played a fucking free show at the 930 Club that night. Oh, my God. And I was just like, that was like my first time trying to see Radiohead, so it was like really very traumatic. Every oh. time after that was like amazing, though. <laughs> so I guess like I made up for it, but like that first story, I feel like would have been like a uh, internet, like... Yeah, everybody would have gone crazy the way they do now on the internet, and like it's so forgotten that like at a festival, eleven people got struck by lightning. Oh. I was there for it. I was there for it. 
We both <laughs> cried at the Tibetan Freedom Concert, but for different reasons. <laughs> Wait, so remind me what your reasons for crying at the Tibetan Freedom Concert? Oh, because I was I was in front row for Chili Peppers, and then the mosh pit happened on the other stage for Rage Against the Machine, and I got pushed all the way back. Uh, ew. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I'm going to like make eyes at Anthony Kiedis and he's going to fall madly for me and it's going to, you know, it's going to, my ticket in. Was he wearing a sock? I don't know because I, I like, I was on the bleachers afterwards, like crying. No, I could hear them, but I couldn't see them. But I was like, mm. yeah, that, I mean, that thing was like, I don't know. I feel like shows nowadays, like kids don't know what we actually went through. Back then. Oh yeah. <laughs> they don't. You know, but it was worth know. it. You know, I got to see yeah. the the um the Beastie Boys, which were amazing. I got to see Bjork, my one and only time ever oh. seeing her, and it I've was during post. Bjork. That's amazing. It was, during, it was post, and she had that orange hair that she had from the "I Miss You" video. That's amazing. I yeah. love that. And jealous, that, so I, jealous. Oh well, I mean, I'm I'm sure you've seen people that I would kill to see, so. This is probably true. I've seen a lot of shows, but like, Same. I, I would love to see Bjork. Actually, I've never seen Bjork, I and mean, that would be such a delight. Do you know who I've never seen that you're gonna like kill me? And I need to. Oh, um, who? Tori Amos. Oh my God. Wait, no, I lied. I'm lying to you. I'm lying to you. I saw her at Bonnaroo, but it wasn't oh. that. It wasn't. It wasn't like seeing her, seeing her. You know, right. like it wasn't like um, you know. The way you're supposed to see Tori, it was like pushed back yeah. in the back of the crowd. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I've seen her four times. Like I've I've slowly gotten back into her because I feel like we were really good friends and we hang out all the time, and then we lose touch, yeah. and then it's like, yeah. oh, you've changed. <laughs> yeah. You're wearing your hair different. That's a new scarf. Okay. <laughs> She looks fucking beautiful, though. Like she. Oh yeah. How is she so like timeless and everything yeah. she does? Yeah, but I mean, okay. it was a great show. It was lovely. Have you seen Fiona Apple? Are you a fan of Fiona Apple? I am, except for the last album, because I think it was the time it came out. The it COVID made me album? really. Yes, it made me very anxious, and I think it was supposed to, but it wasn't a good anxious. I was like, I can't listen to this right now. I did not get into that album either. And I like, I remember feeling like, um, because my stepdaughter is really into Fiona and she loves that album. Like that was like what got her into Fiona. And I was like, I'm not, I didn't vibe with it, but I did yeah. all the other ones, even like the one, um, the, the idler wheel one, that one, I think. Oh is yeah. I, I felt like that was a genius album. Like it, it I really got into the whole album of that one, like yeah. start to finish. I mean, um, still the first two, Reign Supreme. Actually, I like Win yeah. the Pawn even more than Tadal. Agree, agree. Win the Pawn is like my go-to. Favorite. Or the title is it Tadal or title? Tadal. I think they call it title, but it could be Tadal. Okay. Like we're fine. With I was being pretentious, <laughs> Tadal. I like it. I like it. It sounded very like fancy. Well, I was thinking of because she said she's got that carry on song and the, the very the, the pronunciations anyway. But yeah, I mean, the first album was very much um, we used to listen to that a lot uh, going to school in high school, like I think senior year, probably. 
And then when the pawn, when it came out, holy shit, that's when, just when she uh, started. She started with her little, uh, like her little like voice thing. That, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. I was like, yeah. oh, now I'm in. Like, I'm all in. Like, we've yeah. got like, and yeah, I, I just remembered an interview I saw with her about the, the name title, just to like throw this in because I'm like a nerd about facts. But she named it title because she didn't have a title for it. And um, it's supposed to be title, but like she changed it to title because her life turned into a title wave after uh, the film. Oh, and I see. And this is from like a Matt Penfield interview that I saw like um, 120 from, minutes. Um, yeah, like from 120 <laughs> minutes. So, like, and she was so young when she was talking. I was like, oh my God, she's so baby. Like, well, yeah, I mean, because she like, she was like a babysitter for some record exec or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I don't know. That's, but, that's uh, how it works here in New York, and it pisses me off. Like I'm still waiting to meet my person. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. You know. Yeah, I someday I someday I want to do music again, but it's just it's been so long. I don't even remember how. Like I made an album, and I don't even know how I did it. And it was like it was that's just awesome, you know I, I just fucked around until I did something, and then some of it I listened to, and I'm like, oh god, and some of it I'm like, oh, it's not bad. Oh my god, I would love to hear it. Oh, yeah. I can find it. Um, I have creative ADD. That's the problem. Um, oh, same, I, same, big same. Like I, I start a project and I'm like, I want to do a painting. No, I want to write a song. No, I want to write a book. No, I want to. <laughs> oh my god! Like I, it's chronic for me. Like at this point, it's just how I cope. Like it's like yeah. I have a new idea. I have to write it and go yeah. and see where it goes. Usually, it doesn't go to the end though. <laughs> that's the only yeah, thing I mean I my. My book, I think, is done. I think I just need to edit it and add pictures and um, artwork because I'm awesome. sick of writing it. Wait, so wait, what is your book about? Is it a... Oh, it's an autobiography. Oh, I love that. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I, I started it during pandemic because I needed to cope. So it was me and a laptop and a bottle of wine and, you know, the world's oldest romance, you know. I love that. Yes, good for you. No, it's good. It's just a lot. a lot yeah. of focus. Like writing yeah. is a whole other creative beast. Like that. Well, I and I've finally gotten to the point where I've let people read it. Like my friend Bridget read, read it. Um, I think there are two or three other people that have read it. Um, awesome. And a lot of people said it felt just like a conversation with me and I'm like, I don't know. I'm always, I mean, that's, I guess why I feel it's fun to do the podcast this way because it's like, I don't, I'm not structured. That's, I guess the Aquarian in me. Love it. So I'm just kind of all I'm over not, the place. I'm not a very structured person either. Like I, I come up with different ways to be structured sometimes, but like for the most part, like I hate actually having like, an overscheduled life you know like yeah. I try yeah. to like have as much flexibility as I can but then it turns into like moments like we've experienced like trying to schedule a time to be on the yeah. podcast like I so you know well and it's been fine it all everything happens when it's supposed to happen and yeah it's just been good and i've had a lot of different people say that they're interested in doing it and then i've had people listen to it and they're like oh my god and so i think as of today i've had 40 listeners and i was like that's 
That's amazing because that's a room full of forty people is like, and yeah. if you look at it like that, like it's that's an audience. Like that's a yeah, that's amazing. I, I am that. very. I mean, they're they're probably all my friends, but I'm still very appreciative of it. And I mean, it's just it's it's been good, and I feel like I get to know people even more through this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun, and, it's I, just, and I love that too because like meeting people through memes and like Instagram and stuff like the way we met, mm-hmm. you can really kind of almost like initially pick up a vibe. But yeah. like when I when I listened to you speak on your podcast, I was like immediately knew I was like, oh man, like on the street, damn it, like because oh. you're just like a good person to know and just like the vibes are just right. And, I don't know. I, 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 I wish I lived in New York, believe me. Yeah. God. Like right, when right. I was little, I had my like, I was like, I'm going to be like Madonna and I'm going to go when 18 years old and go to New York. And I went the I, wrong direction. I went to Seattle. <laughs> I, I I don't love living here. I have to admit it. Like, it's like, I'm, I've been over it for like seven years and I've only been here for 10. So mm. like, I... I don't know. I I never like to kill people's dreams about it, but I did go through that period in high school and like college where I was like, gotta live in New York one day. And then like, you get here, it's kind of hard to live here. Oh yeah, no, that's like, I think why I never have because I know, I know damn well that it would just be insane, and you either have to live in the smallest place on earth, they like have five hundred roommates, and live in the smallest place on earth with or get five. creative and try to yeah. you know like there's other ways, but like it's just always I I fantasize about how easy it feels like how it must feel in other places to like not go through what we go through and just just even inquiring an apartment there's like you have to get a broker you've got to jump through so many hoops and it's yeah. like pay so many fees and it just doesn't make any sense like i don't even know the we- the wheel we're feeding you know and yeah. i don't know it just seems like i would like to live in georgia so maybe i'll come be your neighbor down there <laughs> <laughs> okay. i mean it's getting stupid expensive here too so it's it's we're we're getting close i mean and now I don't remember when the the film industry came, but ever since it did, mm-hmm. it's gotten crazier. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. at this moment, um, it's not that crazy because you know of the the strike That's and it, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Are yeah. you so? Are you? You're not working with the company that you work for because of the strike. You're doing something else right now with work. Yes. Um, yeah, because everything is shut down. No, there's no filming or anything, um, which I fully agree with the strike. Believe me. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm pivoting. Okay. And so that's, yeah. And so that's, so I know that's why you started the podcast, but then I was surprised to learn that you had work. I was like, oh, um, I thought you were going back to work. But that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I intend to, but of course, I don't know when it's going to be over. So yeah. this is just, you know, I happen to just find a seasonal something and I'm like, this is good. Oh, that's good. Oh, good. Yeah. Yay. So, yeah. That's, that's less like where I, I was bringing it up because I felt like the last time we chatted about it, you were a little worried. You're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, so. Oh, so yeah. No. Got it figured out. No, I'm, I'm, uh. I'm like I've said it in other podcasts, so I guess I'll I'll just say it here because I'm like I'm working for Spirit Halloween. 
Oh my gosh, yay! Yeah, this is, it's my third season with them. So hopefully, hopefully I'll get a lot of cool stalkers. Yeah, and and good discounts, right? Like, um, yes, yes. That's excellent. Yeah, so it's good because I'm hoping that by the time that that season is over, that everything will write itself, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, so that's been challenging. But yeah, it is It is getting to be crazy expensive um, here. And so um, where are, like, are you around major city? I don't know if we talk with Oh, I'm in, like, I'm in Atlanta proper. In Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, especially like, Do you know, I was in Atlanta for two years, but I'm not going to be able to talk about it because I was like in kindergarten and first grade. And oh, so my yeah. memories, my memories are like random shit, like taking a baseball bat to an anthill and like watching <laughs> them explode like an oh ant, like I've never seen in my life before, like crazy ass, like swarms of them. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's still like that down there, but it was like a jungle. Like I remember there were snakes and like, all kinds of crazy wildlife. That's like the scope of the memory I have in, of Atlanta. But like, I should go back. See, maybe I'll remember more. Yeah, it's. Are you uh, yes, I am. Sorry, I was just okay. listening. <laughs> um, I was thinking about ants. I saw there was yeah there were ants I saw today. They're literally like giant radioactive ants. Yeah, they're like, I just, I've never seen anthills like I remember when I was a kid in it, like the two years. Hey, were you always in Atlanta growing up? No, I'm originally uh, from California, like uh, like about a half an hour, 45 minutes east of San Francisco. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So did you move to Atlanta as like an adult or did you have family? As an adult, I moved here for my ex. (laughs) Okay. And then... You loved yeah. it so much that you stayed. Um, yeah, and I just, I kind of just get, kept getting friends, um, opportunities, and um, my old job before being in the industry, I was at a dog daycare for thirteen years, but um, I was let go during the. Of course, it was more than that. My the owner was like, "Oh, I was going to fire you anyway," and I was like, "Cool, thanks." So yeah. I went. I wasted 13 years and I hope that business crumbles. <laughs> I won't we say it, but everybody sure, knows. We should make sure it crumbles. <laughs> no. Every time I hear that they're doing badly, I'm like, good. Yeah. Yeah. Let it's me know just, where I can leave a, a Yelp review, an anonymous Yelp review. I know. Like, oh, I you, you. <laughs> you don't even, you don't even need to. They get enough on their own anyway, because that place is run by idiots. So, um, Yeah. It's yeah, fine. I mean, everything happened as it should, you know, it just, it sucked for a minute, but then you just kind of have to figure out what the hell you're going to do. Yeah. So, um, life is weird. Life presents you interesting challenges. And, um, for a minute there, I was just going to become a shut in and that was that, but then I decided to go back to work and, um, yes, yeah, spirit actually got me back into the workforce and then, you know that through that then i got the job my regular job that i do now so that's awesome i love that it's kind of kooky that's the way it worked out i know working out good 
Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's uh it's a world, I don't know, it's funny because it's like my best friend is like, oh, you know, I always pictured you, you know, working in that industry. And I'm like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I would have always have lots of lofty dreams, but I don't know if I ever was like, yeah. Uh, you, and have such like a, you have like, um, like, aren't you like a Marvel fan too? Like, are you into that? <laughs> I don't remember correctly because I talked to a lot of people the other day. But I think um, like I remember you liking Batman Forever, or maybe well, just I do. Forever. Well, that Batman Forever is DC. Is that Marvel? <laughs> See, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's DC. I'm trying. Um, I'm trying. Well, I, you know, I, I I'm not well versed in the comic books, like any really. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm just, and the ones I do like, I'm very particular, but um. So yeah. I, I think most of what I'm familiar with is through like friends and my brother, like my brother's very much into Marvel. And so I have worked with Marvel um, a few times. And so he's been able to educate me. <laughs> I see. So I am, I'm probably mixing you up totally with another conversation. So I apologize. No, 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 no. I'm also like, you know, I'm trying to be biased here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like i don't know what i should say and what i shouldn't because i don't want to get myself into trouble uh, right 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 oh, no. oh wait now now i remember okay gotcha gotcha i know what you're no saying. it's fine um but yeah so we could talk about fandoms because like i yes that is that is my biggest that. that is my biggest uh not pet peeve but i'm just fascinated about people being into what they're into and not necessarily what they're into but i guess why you know the what is interesting but it's like why are you into that i couldn't even tell you how but like my pandemic hobby became doing a bravo meme instagram page Mm -hmm. that, that blew up in my face but two years later like i got basically ran out of the community because it involved so much feuding and politicking and fighting over these housewives like over what they're doing (laughs) on these shows that like I I and there's so much rationalization going on while it's happening like nobody wants to admit that we're all acting completely insane right because we really are like collectively the whole community gets gets into these shows as if it's like a football game right yeah. like as if there's like a winner at the end of the tunnel you know yeah. and it it becomes like a wild phenomenon and i i felt solace in knowing that it was not just me yeah. <laughs> doing this but like i also now that i've been ran out of the community and not a part of it like um <laughs> that i'm just like wow I, that was a fever dream two years of my life that like i really spent a lot of my time dedicated to like arguing with fans online well I, I feel like that's a badge of honor that you were ran out of that community <laughs> i feel like that's that's a feather in your cap right there i mean i the whole story could actually be written like because it involved like online trolling and all this like wild deep like just really unhinged behaviors like completely right. unhinged but but what I will say is that I, I'm, I'm back to watching Bravo. I literally got ran out of there so much that I couldn't even watch Bravo for like 
seven months. (laughs) I was just like, what is happening? Like I had to reflect on everything, but I've been watching reality television my whole life that I've like, now I'm on big brother. Like I'm on a big brother, like binge and I'm really into it. And like, it's a lot less crazy than the housewives because it involves a lot less, um, personal fights and more like just stuff about the game and it just makes me feel better but like I don't know why I like this stuff so going back to what you were saying like why people like the things they like I don't I couldn't even answer like because at the time I didn't like what was happening like we fighting over reality television is not should not be a hobby for anybody yeah but there's a lot of people it is for so yeah, I know. I like I've I I can't even remember if I've ever seen like a Real Housewives anything ever. I think I watched a little bit of Atlanta just because it was here, but then I was like, no. Um I don't know. The Atlanta ones are not my favorite because the storylines are pretty weak. But like yeah. they haven't had a juicy season in a while, but I don't know. Like I'm a gossip. Like I love like gossiping and I, I love like um, tabloids life and I shouldn't, but I've, I've just always have, like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm the kind of person that would love the national Enquirer, Like (laughs) if this was like 20 years ago, you know, but so yeah, I got really wrapped up into that whole thing throughout the pandemic. Your pandemic was a lot more productive than mine. I mean, the whole thing wasn't productive, but I mean, it, it turned productive. I mean, there, there. I think originally, after I got fired, I just like crawled into a bottle of wine and was like, "Let's go, let's do this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but then I realized I'm like, I have to do something, and I know a lot of people were like, you know, baking bread and doing the whatever everything everybody else did, and I don't know, I just. Yeah, I just had to figure out what was, you know, how to, how to survive a pandemic. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because I, I still feel like I get a lot of PTSD from it. And I hate I hate saying that because I just like I always feel like I'm I'm not being correct in it. But I'm like, actually, yeah, it was like that. And it was like that for a lot of people. And you are being correct. And actually, like, I feel like what's incorrect is not enough people talking about how the the psychological impacts of it. And like, I remember like just it, my anxiety levels before the pandemic were a lot lower than they are now. And I, and I just feel like everybody's kind of not everybody, but collectively, like there's a lot of us going through that and it's not really being recognized and it should, you know, but like, you know, when you're told to stop working in a system that relies on work, you really feel like, Oh my God, there's something really scary going on right now. Like, yeah. And going through that fear of not knowing and all of that. Like, I mean, I think we all deserve like at least a whole year off. after the pandemic. <laughs> I'm like such an anti-work person. I hate to sound no, like I... that, but like, I just want I... everybody to have a vacation, permanent vacation. Yeah. That would be amazing. Oh, why can't it be like that? Because we live in America, and America didn't do that. <laughs> I sound like like I sound like such a lazy person, and I'm really not. But like, I'm really at the end of my rope here with this workforce thing. Like, I just oh, don't. I know. 
Well, you could be one of those horrible people that are like, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Oh, I get so mad at that. I'm like, that's called a hobby. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, that's all I do right now. Yeah. Pay me money. I know. If only, I know. I just. I don't know. I, 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 I'm afraid of those people that are perpetually optimistic. Like, I don't want to be total Debbie Downer all the time, but I feel like I'm more realistic than anything. I agree. Well, I'm with you on that. And I also feel like the perpetual optimistic people are also like in denial. Like it's like heavy denial. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be in denial about reality. Like I'm going to focus on the negative when it's negative and I'm going to like, talk about it because it's happening you know and i it goes back to like that old like like 1950s america like where nobody talks about anything you know uh, yeah and, like shit was falling apart around them you know it's like no i'm yeah. not doing that anymore it's hard i mean and that's especially being raised um religious and then growing up white it's you know you just sweep all your problems under the rug and that's that and it's like nobody really talked about therapy nobody really talked about problems everybody looked at you funny if you were in therapy Mm -hmm. oh or exactly that stigma that if you even admitted you were in therapy people would just like side eye you and already write you off right yeah horrible yeah well then it's weird then it's weird too because i feel like um you know, even sometimes it feels weird because, you know, even if you're not hung up on telling people that you're in therapy and you're you're taking care of yourself, I sometimes worry, too, that when I tell people how I really am doing or whatever, then I just like, you know, because sometimes your brain gets dark and that doesn't mean that you're you need to be on like suicide watch or anything. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. And it's like, yeah, you have you have awful thoughts. And it's like so sometimes it's like depending, I guess it just depends on who it is and who I can actually share that with. There are some mm-hmm. friends that I can be like, everything's shit. Um, but then there's some people, if you say that to, they're just going to be like, oh, my God, and like perpetually worried. And I don't. I'm always been the or person trying to that, fix your problem for you, yes. right? Yeah, yes. which is so annoying. Yeah, yeah. Those oh, are the other people I hate that are the people that have the answer for everything. Oh, I know. Yeah, I but, that's why. Like, I'm I'm going through something personally right now, which you know, and I'm not going like, to yeah, go into yeah. it now. But like, yeah. I'm I'm being very selective with who I tell in my like real life and my personal life because yeah. I. I don't need anybody to come in and fix this problem. Like this is something I have to work on. Right. So it's like, but I can't stand listening to the solution based talking right now because like a lot of people, they're like 10 steps ahead of me or like in a different place in my thinking that, and I'm just like, it just throws me off completely, you know? So I've been just like learned from prior breakups that it's like, I just need to like take it flow with who I tell and like go yeah. through what I have to feel and like all of that before you know well we're all different and the thing is is like people don't realize it's like there's not just one way to deal with things there's not one way to do things 
I hate it when people are like, this is how you have to do it. And that's that. I'm like, no, because different things work for different people. People Mm -hmm. go at different rates. People have a different way of processing. They have a different way of everything. So it's like what works for you does not work for the other person. So it just whatever works for you. And that's so true. And I feel like sometimes people like, they get so wrapped up in not wanting to see you in pain. Because it makes them feel uncomfortable. That's that they don't want to feel uncomfortable. Exactly. And it's like, so then, then I find that I safeguard some of like my, like saddest moments, you know, or like, I like, I feel like I don't want to burden people or like go through all of that. And like, you know, and so I, I do feel like there are friends, like you mentioned, like there's a core three that I feel like I could just completely be like completely candid and no one's gonna like raise any flags or like you know and those friends are like the ones you take to the end like you run the life marathon with them because they get it you know yeah I've only had I've only had two drinks and I'm already tipsy (laughs) I just had the one and I was like I might need another one I don't know I just don't know what I have. Getting tipsy on a Spotify podcast? Love it. (laughs) I know. It's it's funny because I've actually drank on on all of them so far. I haven't been gotten shit-faced or anything, but it's just, you know, it's it's like cocktail hour, you know? That's exactly how it feels. I wish, like... Like, it's, if it, we can't be in proximity, then this is the next best thing, you know? Exactly. It's like, you know, we, we learned from, you know, pandemic and Zoom and all that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, so oh, we can, we can just have a drinky and, and talk on the, <laughs> the interwebs. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's... It is, it's just weird because I, 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 and I hate saying it because it just, it sounds so, uh, I guess, abrupt, but I mean, it is, you, you, you having issues and you telling people and if they can't deal with it and they're all, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just trying to help. And it's just the thing is, is they just, they don't want to feel awkward and uncomfortable and i think a lot of people like i wish sometimes if they didn't know what to say they just didn't say anything it's true and like sometimes it's even nice to even when you just says i don't know what to say because then they're like not ghosting you and then you don't feel like right. oh my god like oh did i you know are they because yeah. when the ghosting happens like there's just so much room for interpretation like and my brain will run wild. Like I'll start being like, they hate me because of this thing that happened 10 years ago over this, you know, like I'm my own worst enemy like that. So like, I just think about like, I don't know. And I always like to make sure I say like, okay, I don't know what to say right now, <laughs> especially when it comes yeah. to death. Like death is something that I always get like very like, I don't know how to handle very well, you know? So, but I just make sure people know that. I think that's like all you can do in moments where like yeah. if you can't emotionally process what's happening to your friend, you know, like if Yeah. Which shouldn't happen as, as much as it does, but like it does. It happens a lot in life. People are always in their own heads about everything, you know? Yeah. Amen. 
yeah. gay man or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's me, which death is weird because I've experienced far too much of it. So I'm an expert. Yeah. I'm the, uh, pre- the president of the Dead Relatives Club. <laughs> I, I've, I've had, like, some significant moments, but, like, I'm not, I don't want to jinx it. So, like, I won't bring it up anymore. <laughs> but, like, I, I'm scared. Like, I, I, like, I'm a runner of, from death. Like, I feel like I'm, like, more on the other side of the spectrum, like, the life spectrum, like, the, like, little kids, like, when they're, like, fresh and new, I'm like, like, let's go run in the fields and play in the forest. Like, right. Wow. But like on the other side of life, I'm like, oh, I'm really scared of that. Like, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm just. I feel like I'm in the middle. Yeah. I'm like I'm not freaked out about it. I mean, I've. I think I'm just kind of numb to it sometimes because like it's just it's happened so much and like it started like the first death I ever experienced with my mother and that was oh. just awful. Okay. Yeah. And so I feel like that just kind of numbed me to the rest. And it's just, I don't know. Um, but yeah. it is a weird feeling being one of the grievers because you, when people come up to you and say that they're sorry and they pay their respects or their condolences, your mm-hmm. instinct is to say it's okay. But and I've yeah. I've learned sometimes just to say thank you and just move mm-hmm. on and just take yeah. the fucking casserole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I all of that like life is like gets me in like a very awkward zone. Like even when with so the big death that I was a part of was my grandfather, but he was the kind of grandfather that like raised me. Like it was like we were. I lived with him, like, you know, so, like, when I went and experienced his death, like, I, like, my way of handling it was just to retreat and hide, like, I was definitely a hider, like, I was, like, when out, when everything was happening, like, the funeral and everything, like, I was in my room, like, I wouldn't come out, like, I was just, like, I'm not facing this right now, (laughs) like, this is not for me, like, and it's because I don't know why, like, I didn't even know how to talk to people about it, you know, I just got very, like, um, scared you know i think i just i had my like i'm like i have to be brave and i have to be strong and like i i lived out here when my mother died so like when i was back home in california i feel like when it was over like i had to wait till i got home and then i fell apart yeah and that was that was like one of the many 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 red flags from my ex uh huh. Um, I lived in because he was not. Was he just not able to support emotionally? Uh, kind of, but the, I guess the biggest thing, and I didn't think about it at the time, was that um, he was in Atlanta. I was in Chattanooga, which that was red flag number one. Was the fact that while I moved cross country for him, he moved an hour and a half away from you. Yes. He did that? Yes. And I was just like, but, and then I was just say like, oh, but I moved here for you. And then he'd say, oh, but I never asked you to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. But I put up with it and it was a roller coaster. Let's yes. get him. 
it was it was um it was a six year roller coaster um wow. but a bigger red flag was when uh when my mom died i had a i had a layover in atlanta and mm-hmm. it was a three hour layover so i was like in i could drive there and back in the time it would take me to wait and yeah. so like i was like i'm not going home right now i lost it in the airport i was like you know couldn't even speak i was crying so hard and like i called him and i asked him to come get me and he said he couldn't and then i had to take a freaking taxi to his place are you serious uh-huh and Ew. i stayed with him Ew. oh i know <laughs> i i would have done it too but I, but i get it I get yeah. your decisions, but like, ew, no, we don't mm-hmm. like him. He's yeah, big good. time. Yeah. No. yeah, it was just, and it was one of those things. Also, the older I get, too, it's like I probably wasn't easy to date either. I think there was just, it was all wrong. No, but I think also they want you to believe that, too, that you're not the easy one. But like, I think that, like, oh, well, I know I, I wasn't I'm a at little, the time. I'm a little jaded right now, but I also think that, like, yeah it should be easy you know like and there are people out there that are just more compatible and like right for you than that person and yeah but i don't know i mean i don't know like i i don't know i don't know i think i i did i did a lot of shit too i mean i wasn't perfect i think that that's that's age as you get older and you realize that nobody is perfect that's the thing oh yeah zero percent people are so like yeah that's age and wisdom is realizing that there's really no bad guy you know it's just there's just bad situations yep god that's smart look at me you're yeah and actually i need (laughs) to hear that too like i really do because like it just applies to everything you know Mm -hmm. it's so hard breakups are just the worst yeah, that's why they wrote that song, you know, breaking up is hard to do. It's true. It is. Um, I'm glad though that it happened. I'm glad that um we're not together anymore as well. I'm I'm happy too by the sounds of it, because he yeah. did not sound like he was worthy of your time or so I mean, or presence. It, the first year was really good though. It's funny because when we met, it was in 2000 and i remember no or it was 2001 yeah it was 2001 that's right uh we started talking in july and then uh we met in i think august something like that like i i I talked to him for two weeks i drove from california tennessee to go see him i had not met him yet i was insane i was like 23 and i was like let's go see the world i love that though that that was like before like before the times too like before meeting people did you guys meet in a chat room like did you meet i was irc (laughs) like how did we meet Uh i need to know these details these things get me really excited we met um in a or on a website a defunct a now defunct website called gaygoth.net hell yeah yes and it was like a bulletin board (laughs) oh i love that yeah like the message board like the old message board yes i remember this i was a part of like a punk hardcore one back in the day Uh like where and they got very active so like you didn't even have to like know who you were talking to but you totally like 
persona and like every i love that Okay. Yeah, he post he posted something and then I hollered at him and then he thought it was one of his friends fucking around, so he sent me the weirdest message. And I was like, yeah. the fuck? And he's like, Oh wait, <laughs> you're not who I think it and then then we started chatting on like, you know, I instant messenger or whatever, and then um God, I haven't said instant messenger in forever. Wow. <laughs> it it just sounded so natural to me. I was and- like, yes, yeah. <laughs> And then, and then we talked on the phone, which, you know, I was terrible. And I ran my mother's phone bill up because that was, you know, during the time of long distance before cell phones were a huge thing. Yeah. Um, I remember that, like the excitement I would get when like a door sound came on. Yep, on yep. AIM, the, Cause you yep. like would run there to see if it was your crush. And then if it was actually your crush, you'd be like, yeah. okay, my away message is going down now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, those were the days. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, for two weeks we talked, and I was like, wow, we really like this guy. And then we joked around about, like, meeting at a Waffle House, and I was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be like, you know, it's going to be like Pee Wee. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it just makes me sad. I'm like, oh, a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, But... <sighs> Wait, so you just like met him at a Waffle House and then from there? Well, no, I actually, I I got in the car, I drove, I got to Texas and that's where the Pee Wee part came in. Cause Uh you know, the part where he's on the, on the phone, he's like, you know, guess where I am. And it's like, (laughs) and and I was like, there's nobody around to sing it. And I was like, fine. I'm like, I'm in Texas. He's like, you're really coming. I was like, yeah. And I drove two, like two and a half, was it two and a half days? I don't know. I drove nonstop. Yeah, yeah, it seems like that. Because I'm insane. I drove. I was so excited. I was like, you know, on my own and doing my thing. And so I drove to see him. And then I got to Cleveland, Tennessee, where he lived, which is also the headquarters of the Church of God. <laughs> um, and I called him and I was like, hey, I'm in Cleveland. And we actually met at a Waffle House. Oh, wait, was it Waffle House or Denny's? Shit, I'm old. I can't remember. I think it was probably Denny's. I love, I'm a liar. I, I, I grew up at a Denny's, like, sitting yes. in that high school in the smoking section. Yeah. So, like, I'm, that sounds more, like, familiar. I yeah. didn't have Waffle Houses. Yeah, I feel I feel like it was a Denny's because I at the time I would not have known what Waffle House was because mm-hmm. that was just a Southern thing. So, yeah, I didn't know about that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm correcting myself. <laughs> Um, yeah, we met at the Denny's in Cleveland, and it was all flirty, flirty, and whatever. And I just remember that he was getting all like hot and bothered, and he always like he never wore underwear, which I don't know how you can do that because I just feel like chafing. And no, but like he would, you know, he <laughs> he had a hole in his crotch, so he's like, you know, so I don't get arrested for indecent exposure. You know, we should go back to my place. And then we like, oh. you know, went back to his place and tore each other's clothes off. And then I stayed for two weeks and then uh, went back home. This was August. And then I moved in November. So it was super quick. Like I, I date like a lesbian sometimes. But I love that. And actually, like this story sounds like very like movie like in a way. Like I like it. Yeah. Even though it like, did not yeah. end like. Yeah. But, like, yeah. That sounds like a fun dating story. I'm down. It was fun. I mean, in the first year, it was really good. Like, it was super, like, fun and romantic and just, like, you know, it was it was good. And then I think when we broke up that first time, we should have stayed broken up. 
And it was just all that bullshit where I wound up like we, we broke up and I was like, I'm just going back home. Screw this. Yeah. And I moved back home for a little bit. And I just remember when I got there, he was like, oh, I was going to ask you to to live with me. And I was like, no, you weren't. Because he knew that's what I wanted. And I was like, right. there's just and, so manipulative. And he wanted to see probably like the power of getting you back. Like, because yeah. after making and, the move of going all the way back home. Like, yeah. Ugh. And I was, uh, and I told him, I said, if anybody, he's like, there's, you know, once you have your mind made up, you know, there's, there's no stopping at you. And I said, you would have been able to stop me if you told me not to go and you got in front of the U-Haul and everything. And you actually, you know, you would have said something. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. And then I, and then I went back. But that's okay. Back to Georgia because I'm a moron. But yeah, you, obviously, you're still there, so you're meant to be there. Like yeah. that's that's light. Like that to me is the universe. Like there's a reason why you're in Georgia right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I like it now. I mean, at first, I was very angry and and saucy about living here, and I I blamed him for that. I was like, you know what? I came here on my own volition, so it's it's not his fault. You know, I chose to be here just because I came for somebody. My intuition is telling me that you have yet to meet the reason why you're supposed to be in Georgia still. I'm going to say that very confidently. You have yet to find out why, but you will. And like, it's going to happen. I know. I just, I don't know. I sometimes I'm just like, I don't think he's in Georgia. I don't even know. Or then just come to New York because honestly, yeah. here, like, <laughs> just now you need to. <laughs> I know. I'll just go to New York and stalk all my internet crushes. I'm like, hey, oh, I follow yeah. you on Instagram. I've actually done that in real life and it's fucking weird. Like, I've seen people and I've gone up to them, like, I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> I've done that too, and actually, I don't think it's that weird. I think that's like the po- like the point. Like, I think if anybody came up to me, which has yet to happen to me because I have a very little tiny baby following, but like, if it did ever happen to me, I'd be like, okay, let's go have a drink. Let's. I'm stopping what I'm doing right now. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just so happy that like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, I think I think that would be cool. Um, I think the yeah. right person. I think I think like nobody should take their internet persona so famously like i feel like if anybody approaches anybody about seeing them online they should just be like we're friends now it's cool yeah like well and a lot of times like i feel like i sometimes i feel like i mean i have my core group of friends but they're like i feel like i talk to a lot of like my instagram people more than i do like people in real life you know it's like no but it's weird but, but big same and like i've even like was going through a period where I was venting about like my personal life more on Instagram with like people in DMs than I was to like my own friends, but I was getting it out. So like, I didn't feel like I needed to like double tell the story, you know, like, or like yeah. go through it over and over and over again. Cause that gets like exhausting just having to tell yeah. the same story over again. So like, I, I realized like I was having a disconnect. I was like, I need to, like start going back to like my main girls like you know like I have I have my DM girls but like I gotta like at least update my in real life people 
Because yeah. it's just easy. Like, I love going on, Insta- like, being on Instagram saved me as a stay-at-home mom. Like, I was so lonely, especially in the first, like, few years of doing this after, like, having worked three jo- I went from, like, three jobs and, like, tirelessly working all the time to, like, being a stay-at-home mom. And, like, which is a whole other beast. Don't get me wrong. It's not, like, it's not, like, what people think. It's, like, a very hard job. But, like, I also felt a little socially awkward with being a stay-at-home mom where like when you're given a job and you're given like a life like or hobbies and stuff like you're in social situations and you don't you like kind of take them for granted because they're always there but like when you're in your own like when you're scheduling your own day and you have to like make time for like your kids social lives and then your social life like it just it I don't know like I I hermited, I retreated. I was like, I put my social life last, you know? And yeah. then, and then Instagram happened and like got, pulled me right out because it was a way I could be social and also like do all my family stuff, you know? And like, yeah. it's just, and I love it. And I've met so many great people because of it. So I have no regrets. Like, I know it is nice when it's like a real genuine connection. Cause like there are, I have like 500,000 like Instagram crushes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, and then I just, you know, I slide into those DMs and I'm like, I'm trying. And then I'm like, sometimes I have to give up. Cause like, especially one of them, like he's super hot and he's cute and all Halloweeny. And I'm like, yay. Mm -hmm. And, but then like he, he'll post things about like, oh, you know, like these cute romantic gay movies or TV shows. Like, I wish I had that. And I even said in his DM one time, I was like, I'm trying to holler at you. And then he didn't say anything. And I was like, so I just stopped like messaging him. Like, whatever. It's so. Yeah. Also, like, wait, is our, is Instagram being used for dating too? Uh, no. I don't sort. I don't know. I mean, I've I've met people in real life and sort of attempted to date, you know. But um, I've I've never had anybody holler at me on Instagram and shit like that. Oh, I do so a this lot. Is like, like I, this is like new. <laughs> like, no, there. Like oh. <laughs> yeah, no, there are so many like hot guys on Instagram that I'm like, hey. Yeah. Um, and then of course I, some I, of I, them, some of them have boyfriends, and I'm like, boo. Yeah. <laughs> Because I talk to lots of hot people on Instagram. I've just never even, like, thought, like, to, like, treat it like it, I could. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a way, yeah. that's a platform I don't feel anxious to use. Like, I do online dating. Like, I would. No. I hate online dating. Like, it's me too. The whole thing is so, like, terrifying to me. I just. I will I will say though, with the Instagram, like sliding into the DMs, what w- w- there is one case where it—I wouldn't say it worked, but I mean it, it's been real fun. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Um, no, there's this guy who is—he's a pop star, and not many people. I mean, oh, I don't know how how big he is now or big he's going to get. I feel like he's going to be really big. But um, I don't know how big the fan base is, but his name is Bentley Robles, and Ooh. he's he's New York based, and he is he's gay and and so hot, 
And I don't even remember how I discovered him, but he had a really big song called I Hate the Weekend. Okay. Um, and uh, and I'm kicking myself because I can't remember his new single, so I can't really plug him too well. But I slid so hard into those DMs that I was like, hey, I mean, it's not just because he's hot, but I love his music too. And he's super sweet. And it's just, it's this fun, flirty thing where I'm always just like, well, he'll call me hubby. And I'm just like, holy moly. And he may actually be on my podcast. I'm hoping, hey. please God. So, oh, I, I love that. That's exciting. Yeah, because okay. yeah, I asked him if he wanted to be on there. And he said that he'd love to and he wanted to talk about it. I was like, cool. Um, and I think also, I think this, this whole thing isn't, it's not like an ego project. It's not to elevate me and make me like, Oh, everybody listen to me. I'm so wonderful. I, I want to talk to people. I want to gain wisdom. I want to, I don't know. I was, I've just been inspired by so many, especially Julie Louise Dreyfus, who has her podcast Mm -hmm. and, it's called wiser than me. And it's, she interviews a lot of people, uh, women, especially that are older and wiser and, and gains all this wisdom. And I'm like, it's just, it's nice to have a conversation and it's nice when it's fun, but it's also nice when you're gaining something and it's not just, you know, like there's a point to it all. I Yeah. And I love that. And actually I feel like the better, podcasts that I like have enjoyed in the past have been more storytelling podcasts and less yeah. like um like this is my talk show and but right. you know like um because that kind of like humility hum- humility and like that like kind of like humble feeling it 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 draws in a personal connection much deeper than I feel like than something that's like more planned and like overly produced you know Right, right. I yeah. I love what you're doing. I'm I'm so happy you are, and I'm like so happy that we're doing this together because I didn't yeah. know what to expect, and it just honestly, like we said before, it feels like we're kikiing, like yeah, and having like a good good drink together. Yeah, that's what um that's what my friend Ricky was saying, who was on podcast number two. Um, okay. he said it was just very voyeuristic and I'm like yeah it kind of is it's like listening into somebody's phone conversation yeah I love that so yeah. it's it's good and it's it's just therapeutic and it's just fun to like talk to people that you know I think it is interesting when it's like the first conversation you've had with somebody other than just like instant messenger or you know DMs or whatever the hell mm-hmm when it's like it's on a podcast like this is our first conversation <laughs> How about I, but I, yeah but i love that and i love that everybody gets to listen to the first time that you and i've ever spoken to each other too yeah like, because honestly like if they don't want to hang out with us then they're not worthy of us right <laughs> yeah because sometimes i worry i'm like well what if i get them the person on there and i'm like what if there's just no like but then sometimes you know that it's just going to, you're going to jive and it's just going to work. So true. So true. Oh. Yay. Yay. I'm so happy we've done this. I'll do it again anytime you want. Oh, totally. Just totally. Let me know. There is some way that you can, I guess, record up to five people, which would be crazy. But oh, I kind of want to try it. Just for, <laughs> like, that could be a lot of fun, though. Like, that could be a lot of fun. 
have a party. Yeah. But, the, but the problem is, is like, I don't, I don't know if anyone would be able to hear her because it would be everybody talking over everybody. It would be like a meeting. We'd have to like know when, like when to chime yeah. in and all that. But I feel like it could be done. I know and it that could would be, be fun. fun. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. there are a lot of um, there are a lot of great people that I want to, and there there are some people that I probably have no business reaching out to. But I'm like, you just never know. So it's like mm-hmm. I, I know there are more known people that I've been like, hey, I'd love to have you on my podcast because you just never fucking know. Just reach out because the answer is always no unless you ask, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's been fun. And I definitely think uh, we'll have to do it again. Yay, thank you for having me. And I'll come on anytime you want. And I won't like, I mean, my scheduling is is the only issue. But like, other than that, I'm always down to Kiki. Like. Yeah, and and I'm I'm flexible with that, and it you know I think it's just at this point it's been good because I have enough people that are interested, so I can keep the ball rolling, and yeah. it's like there's always somebody to talk to, there's always things to talk about, so it's like I don't think I'll ever run out of guests. Nope. Knock on wood. Nope. It'll so. be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, and. Um, of course, I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll holler at you in your DMs later. Yay! All right. <laughs> that well, thank sounds you for terrible. Me again. Oh, and well, I should we should give a shout out to your uh, your little uh, what's My, all, the, the all the things that I little do. I know. Yeah. Um, so I have a meme page. It's called Feed the Trees. Um. And then I also have an art page. It's called Treasured Trolls. That's where you can find my artwork. That's it, Treasured Trolls, because she mm-hmm. does these amazing blingy things, and I still need to send that breathless <laughs> Mahoney doll to you. Oh, so you I will make out. sure that she will get blinged, and like also like I'm gonna make you a very beautiful like chain for her too. So like, amazing. I have like a vision already. Like the minute you showed me her, I was like, <laughs> oh, I know what to do. Like, I know Perfect. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. All right, girl. Well, thanks for being. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. So you go first. <laughs> I was just saying thanks for being on, and you were you were telling me to have a wonderful night, right? Yes. Yeah. And I I had a great time. <laughs> me too. And we'll definitely right. do it again. All right. Kisses. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.